Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I'm your host Yash Thakur and today we are back to discuss Real Madrid's game against Valencia. Now games are coming thick and fast like there isn't much gap between games. So we are back again to break down another game for you guys and to do that I've got with me Kanita as always and it was it was a very good game like at the end of the day we got the three points but beyond that it was an enjoyable game leaving everything else aside you could just sit back and enjoy the absolute brilliance that we saw on the pitch from a player that has been dishing out brilliance ever since she signed for us so before we get into all of that before we get into basically a weird special podcast i think i need to ask you how are you doing kanita uh oh hello and well i'm doing well and it's always it's always nice when we get a chance to just um dedicate some time to well let's just call it a uh, simple over weird because i mean uh, her football is very worth simping for so yeah that is one way to put it <laughs> definitely and yeah i mean it's 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 weird world and we are all just living in it basically but yeah so if you're listening to this podcast you probably know the result or you have watched the game or you probably checked the results real madrid came away 6-1 winners with three goals in each half and a pretty good offensive performance like there were we saw some really good set patterns we saw players continuing to be in good form and we'll get into the details about which players perform how and how they supported each other in in those offensive combinations and uh, and and those sequences but before we get into all of that the first step is to look at the lineups and the lineups were unchanged from previous game it was the same lineup that we used against real sociedad in in the last game and we have just carried it forward to this game so i'll quickly run through it it's it was a 4231 which is again a go to formation under toril misa started in goal kenty retained her position at right back susa and rocio were the center back pairing Olga started at left back. The double pivot continued to be of Zornosa and Toletti, while Athenia, Weir, Feller, and Esther formed the attacking unit. So, no real surprises. Basically, nothing changed from previous game. Previous game, it worked well. We somehow, like, given how sloppy Real Sociedad were, and we discussed this in the, in the previous pod as well. given how sloppy real sociedad were we were able to completely outclass them and maybe we wanted that continuity in in this game we wanted those same set of players to be able to continue from one game to another and we wanted to carry forward that synergy that we saw in the uh, against real sociedad into this game and well it did work it definitely did work because we saw those uh, we saw that offensive synergy we saw that synergy when trying to press 
and that coordination really helped at least in the opposition half of the pitch so it, it was it was nice to see it was nice to see some continuity in, in the lineups at least and that was a welcome change players who are in form retained their position like toletti who has been in in a spectacular form of late and she retained her position and made an impact athenea who has been really good kept her position olga retained her position at left back while feller continued on the flanks so it was it, it was like no real surprises and i i did not have any complaints looking at the lineups what were your thoughts on on the lineups and did you think that we needed to make any changes coming into this game or what were your uh, early impressions when you saw the team sheet uh so before i saw the lineup i mean i didn't really think that um there were any uh, like necessary changes maybe i did expect like some changes because i um well i didn't expect to, uh, like all of them to start again um was a bit w- worried as well uh i i don't think that's that will happen for the third time though because the next game is um also a midweek game and a postponed game and it's against granadilla and you know it's very physical so um but yeah i mean as you said we um did managed to save a lot of the um energy from last we uh, from the last game um because sociedad seemed not to appear to the game and you know we outclassed them and just saved a lot of energy for this uh but you know not to not to go into the game or anything i just i'm just going to say that for the like first half of the uh, first uh, uh, first half so it's like one quarter of the whole game uh it didn't look like um that was a good idea to you know start the same players because it did look sloppy but yeah i mean uh won't go immediately into it we'll just uh start talking about it and um, then i'll explain a bit further but yeah i mean no complaints about the lineup it was a bit odd to me and yeah, I just don't think that it will happen the third time. Yeah, definitely don't think we will carry forward playing the same lineup, especially like with the options in midfield. We will probably see some change in in the next game, but it was nice to see some continuity, given how strong the performance was in the previous game, and maybe that was one of the driving factors in in this decision. But yeah, so that was that was that, and Valencia were also in a 4-2-3-1 and Valencia as we have discussed in the in the previous pod while discussing the team and and the players they do have some really exciting and fun young wide players so like they've got Asun Martinez they have got Portales they have got uh, Anita Marcos as well they have got Fiamma like these are players who who have that sort of I don't know how to describe it but they have that sort of electric nature about them especially Asun and uh, Macarena Portales like these two players despite the lack of end product and we discussed this in in detail in the in the previous pod uh, where we were breaking down the game against Valencia that these players will make you want to watch them these players are fun despite not having 
the sort of end product that you would need for a team to be you know competitive for a team to be challenging uh, or punching above their weight so they won't be able to produce maybe the end product but they make it's so fun to watch them with their with their skills with their technical qualities with the way they take on their marker with the way they disrupt the opposition line it's just so fun to watch and last time out as well these players caused us a problem and that going into the game i definitely expected the same because like kenty can struggle defensively given if when coming up against a very skilled 1v1 player and they had that so yeah i i was i was looking forward to those sort of key battles on the pitch so let's let's dive into the game and let's focus on the opening sort of 15 20 minutes because the way the game started at that point of time at at when the game was at its quarter stage when one fourth of the game was done i did not feel like we were going to win 6-1 or anything because the opening 15 to like 20 minutes to 16 17 minutes until we got our first goal i think it's not it's not a stretch to say that valencia were the better side like we barely saw the ball in those opening 18 minutes they ran circles around us they were able to keep the ball they were able to use their white players to enter into our final third and they were able to they were able to create opportunities at a regular basis inside this opening 18 minutes and there were a few reasons for it because a they started very intensely and b the reason that i mentioned before as well they have very good 1v1 players in in their wide area so there were a couple of factors playing into this so in in as soon as the game began in the fourth minute we see bea beltran taking a shot from like outside the box with fiama and asun martinez uh, and anita marcos as well involved in in setting that up bea beltran pushes up from left back comes inside gets the ball around the edge of the box and takes a shot so there were initial signs of warning pretty soon after that we see a wrong referee decision for that ruled uh, valencia's break as offside when it wasn't so there were these warning signs initially and those those like hinted that this game is not going to be as straightforward as as it seems to be because games against valencia even though like we have won it's always a bit could be a bit of a slippery slope at least for like a good stretch of the game until we find that one goal and then all hell breaks loose and this game if you want if you have to describe it in hindsight i think that would be the way because valencia started really really well like i was pretty surprised at how dominant they were in those opening 15 minutes our press didn't work we weren't able to stop uh, stop their build up phase and the, the, there were a couple of reasons for it because number one 
what they were doing to deal with our 442 off the ball shape and a 442 press that we lead is they were incorporating their goalkeeper into their build up phase so we have discussed this before and we know that under Toril the way we like to set up is 4-2-3-1 on the ball and it is mostly a 4-4-2 against, uh, against the ball with Weir and Esther uh, forming the front two and deciding the triggers about when to press and how to press and what area they want to suffocate the opposition in. Those two players either a take one of one of the center backs each two one takes the center backs half the half the pitch and the other takes the defensive midfielder or the deepest midfielder in 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 the opposition setup so to deal with that what valencia did was and it, this was very clever they tried to incorporate their goalkeeper in the build up phases so that instantly created a sort of numerical advantage for them in the first phase of play because now against our front two they had their line of three in the back two center backs and a goalkeeper so no matter how we try to press it they will always be able to find at least one player free and then they can like kick start their attack and that is how they managed to initially play through our press and that was really uh, really nice to watch because it's it's not like our press is some really perfect organization or we have very astute tactical understanding of how to compensate when that doesn't work and it did not here because it's it's pretty simple you create okay to any like speaking generally if you want to have a successful build-up you need to manage to create a sort of numerical advantage in the first phase and that is what Valencia did and as soon as that initial pressure was broken that initial pressure from Weir and uh, Esther was broken it became just a matter of playing those quick exchanges in the wide areas making an in to out to in ball forming those cute little triangles that help you progress the ball and that is pretty simple and that was also helped by the way how dynamic their double pivot uh, was actually of uh, of Fiyama and Karo those two players con consistently offered staggering in midfield that is when two midfielders are in in a different uh, in a different horizontal sort of uh, line because that allows for progression as we have discussed this once in the pod as well and they they had that dynamism their their double pivot had that dynamism which made it very very easy for them to progress through the thirds especially from the wider areas once the initial line of pressure was broken with the help of the numerical advantage that they had created so that was about how Valencia were like trying to play through us and one of the major reasons why they enjoyed that sort of very successful spell at the start of the game 
I'll hand it over to you now, Kanita, to take your thoughts on what what did you make of the opening fifteen minutes? Because I think it's 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 accepted uh, or it's like a a universal truth among the fan base that the fifteen uh, that the opening fifteen twenty minute marks uh, in this particular game wasn't exactly the period where Real Madrid were the dominant side. It was the opposition that really ran the show there. So what did you make of the opening 15 minutes of the game? Um. Well, when I was watching it at like the 15 minutes mark, I just said, oh, this is a terrible game. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't doing good. <laughs> and I'll just um, mention this stat that's, um, actually, that actually goes for the whole game, but, um, I mean, it, it pretty much encapsulates how the first, like, 18 minutes went, uh, and I'll just say that the possession at the end of the game was 54% for us, uh, versus 46, so at the end of the game, we only had, like, 54% possession, and, you know, with the result, knowing result when you know we won one six and everything you'd think oh yeah we we dominated no we we didn't with the ball <laughs> but we were quite comfortable later on without the ball but yeah anyway uh the first 18 minutes or uh i'll yeah, i'm just categorizing it until 18th minute i mean we didn't manage to do anything uh they did, however, try a lot of things, uh, as you said. Some of the names that uh, uh, appear in these uh, chances and actions are, well, uh, Fiamma and um, uh, trying to get the balls through to Anita Marcos as well. And um, yeah just uh, i know as well a couple of times and yeah uh they were mostly trying to do it like um through our defense through our center backs and all, everything uh once it did once they did manage it i think this was at six uh, minute six uh they did manage a through pass like through our center backs but uh, misa was there she got it and she it wasn't on target or anything uh, they were going for uh, Anita Marcos, but she, uh, it was too fast for her and Misa got it. Uh, but, uh, like, oh, how, how, I, uh, how I saw Valencia, like, denying us to do anything. Well, <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I noticed is when, when the ball was in the middle, um, when uh, we weren't going on the sides, they did they did a sort of a well i don't know how else to explain it but uh, like a pencil shape like it's a pencil tip shape uh they were just like had two horizontal lines one like on the right side they uh, the horizontal lines of like two free players going towards their goal and on the left side also uh, the same horizontal line, but like sym symmetrical to the field, uh, and it was just going from the sidelines into their goal. So it's like that sort of a, a two lines, you know, like tip of the pencil, basically. And so what 
what uh, what that let us do is basically um, just send the ball to the sides, and it did look like they um, they did let us like send the ball there. However, they didn't <laughs> let us do anything else because once we got the ball there, it's mostly. Uh, so we were mostly attacking through the right side, through uh, Kenti and Atenea. And I noticed that the uh, when we sent the ball to the right, like when we tried to send it to the wing, it was open, the ball gets to the wing. And, you know, it, either Atenea or Kenti is there. However, they quickly closed down who, uh, whoever of those two were there and closed it with two two players and just send it back basically um it's completely shut us down it we tried some crosses try some side pass as well um we did manage once to get it kind of inside the box it was blocked it was uh, pretty easy for them to block um and also one well only one like open open through pass in the front it was in the 13th minute when Toletti made um um made a pass to Esther it was called offside in the end um I don't know if maybe if it was on the line uh it, I, I don't really I can't really complain because you did mention that they did have a chance and it was called offside but it wasn't offside <laughs> um but yeah it's what I like to call what Valencia did um, is kind of making us believe that we have space and giving us that space, but quickly taking it away from us, um, which was, well, <laughs> fair play. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, so these 18 minutes were kind of hell to watch because uh, there, there's a very fun fact uh, that before today we haven't won on their uh, ground. Uh, it's there were two draws, one, uh, one one and zero zero, and you know it, it's kind of in Real Madrid's blood to just not win against uh, Valencia on their home ground because the men's team does it to one Mestalla for some reason, um, and yeah. Those, these 18 minutes were really looking um, not sharp. Uh, they weren't looking like it was a good idea that the lineup uh, stayed unchanged. Uh, and it looked like, you know, they did their homework. They looked at their, uh, the, they watched our last game, said, oh, okay, this is what we do. And uh, they did shut us down pretty well. And it's the same lineup, so it was easier um, even. So yeah, 18 minutes of getting tricked by Valencia and looking like Anita Marcos would be on to us again because uh, last uh, last season she was <laughs> on to us with Sporting Huelva. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's it for the for this like portion of the game for me. Pretty interesting way to describe. Uh... Valencia's shape and everything uh, just to add a little bit of context what uh, I think what Kanita is trying to describe is how 
narrow Valencia were in the way they operated against the ball and how they tried to funnel our possession towards the flanks. Well, initially it didn't work, but they, I think they failed to realize that two of our most threatening players are our wide players. So we soon managed to crack that code down with the help of a midfielder making the runs into the channels and it was a it was help for them to manage because there were three moving parts at at one time for them to track and it's very difficult to do that so yeah that that was a pretty neat observation and a pretty interesting way to describe it uh, as the tip of the pencil as well uh it will stick with me definitely uh but yeah until the 18th minute it's it's not a stretch to say that Valencia were completely dominant and the fact that we had not won on their on their ground yet was definitely like something to look forward to a storyline building up or maybe a sort of uh, how, how do you say it a jinx working there but we soon managed to break through that we so- soon managed to uh, soon managed to break through their shape and soon managed to create something and in the 18th minute we managed to score our first goal Weir opens the scoring as always we'll speak about Weir a lot in this entire podcast because this game was about Weir and her absolute brilliance that that she possesses in everything she does on the pitch basically so in the 18th minute this move like totally begins from the back it it starts from a throw in and it it starts on on one side of the pitch moves quickly towards the other side of the pitch we see we see those sort of uh, movement between our players synchronized movement that allow us to like exploit the space in the wide areas exploit us to uh, allow us to exploit the space in behind as well so couple of things to note here number one as the move begins on the left it starts building out on the left hand side of the pitch where manages to free herself picks the ball up passes it on to Kenty on the right hand side Kenty then plays Athenea Athenea who is now sticking wide and there's a reason for that and the reason was the fact that Kanita mentioned they were operating in a narrow shape so what we needed to do was we needed to stretch them laterally and open up spaces because if they are trying to protect the central corridor we need to go out wide and try to pull them apart and that is what uh, Athenea's positioning a near the touchline extremely wide helped in doing because when Kenty received the ball she passed it on to Athenea and now the fullback needs to go and be in a one engage in a 1v1 duel with Athenea now what this would do is when and we discussed this in the previous pod as well because when one player in the back line moves towards one side 
the entire backline has to shift across because otherwise there would be spaces to exploit for the opposition and in this case there was a space to exploit between the center back and the full back and that was picked up by Sandy Toletti. Great run, Athenea picks it up, plays the ball in behind, Toletti makes the run, puts the ball across and Weir who was involved in starting this move basically by playing the pass to Kenti didn't just stop there she continued her run into the box arrived at the perfect time met the ball perfectly and she doesn't miss from that range she doesn't miss from 30 yards out she doesn't miss she she definitely doesn't miss from that range and she doesn't need another invitation to score such an easy goal so that's real madrid one valencia nil and from this point on the game completely like opens up we managed to create multiple opportunities in 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 a similar sort of manner all originating from the right hand side uh, largely and that is just there just begins what we saw for the rest of the game and there begins the process that we that resulted in that uh, scoreline so before we move any further and discuss the other goals I'll, I'll let you I'll let you uh, speak about this goal what did you make of it what did you make of the moving parts what did you make of Toiletti's run there and anything else that you have to add on the first goal and maybe you can also lead us forward uh, and talk us through the second and uh, second goal and Valencia's goal as well so yeah take it away okay I want to uh, like add something from the beginning because well one small detail started from um from a throw-in from our throw-in and it was actually well we uh we were a, a bit struggling to escape from the the sidelines but we did manage to uh, escape it and we got it to our center backs then we kind of played through kenti there and i, I want to add this like i'm um mentioning this because um kenti so they they were like trying like passing to kenti and kenti back to them as if she was uh telling them okay i'll pass back to you and uh let like buy me some time through you know the other players to go up to see like what's happening and that this will be uh, important in one of the uh future goals <laughs> uh we'll talk about uh actually it's the uh, i think it's the first one yeah the first one in the second half so basically that's this is why i'm mentioning this so um during this whole thing uh they were uh slowly going up uh, uh like working through weir and that's where i was um like at one of one of the times i replayed it i uh stopped to watch it um to, to watch toletti and toletti was you know just slowly moving forward she was without the ball i think the whole time she i think she didn't have the ball and she was slowly moving uh forwards as the ball was progressing and 
he was moving through the same line like like it's one straight line or one like um semicircle or something like it's one line just going up like she wasn't going back at all and just following where the ball uh, progresses and the ball didn't go um back too much uh too many times for her to uh have to go back so she just uh went forward and when um you know it's just uh, kenti got that ball to um atenea and she kept running straight and received that ball from Atenea, and this is this is interesting because as soon as Atenea makes the ball uh, makes the pass to Toletti, I see Kenti uh, like doing some gesture like, "Oh yeah, this, this will be a chance," you know. Uh, this, you, you can you can replay it to see what I mean. But it's it's so funny because uh, Kenti usually predicts goals or uh, good chances. So as soon as uh, Atenea lets go of the ball and gives it to Toletti, she uh, she knows something is happening. And then Toletti makes that great side pass and just uh weird yeah, weird didn't stop. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't um I didn't notice it before you said it, but I just replayed it while you were talking about it. And as like the last time she touched the ball like when um when she let go, let it go to uh, go to Kenti, she kept running and didn't stop and arrived at the right time. It's it's crazy. Like it's so so crazy. Like it it looked so clean. This whole chance, Kenti was right. Like as soon as Atenea um let let go of the ball and Toletti was uh very much capable of making that uh pass and seeing where. Uh, weir would be and just you know very clean um everyone liked it <laughs> including kenti <laughs> so yeah well from this point on you know it's uh zero one and yeah we kind of get a hold of the game uh you know we our valencia isn't uh on to us that much uh they um Everyone is like a bit more relaxed, um, like from our team, of course. In like last next five minutes, um, well, Esther gets a chance, and this is like our second shot and our second shot on target, actually, because Esther uh, tried a shot from just outside of the box, and it uh, was saved just under the bar, uh, so that ended up on target as well and you know up until this point we only had one shot one shot on target and one goal and this is uh the second shot on target and it was pretty a pretty good shot to be honest so you know we were cooking we were cooking <laughs> and yeah i also noticed one more thing that um how they were trying to stop atenea on the side um is by just not letting her pass uh, during her runs. So uh, their um, their number three is was well generally um, 
we're generally marking at an on that's uh, right side on our right side and it, it was just so funny but it wasn't like she was pulling her shir shirt or anything she was marking you very well she wasn't letting her make her runs which would be very dangerous and get the balls whenever the long ball would um be sent to her uh so you know valencia weren't really uh aggressive anymore in this like closing down but they did have these little details uh, this is, well, the only can detail, specific detail that I can um, pull out right now uh, in between these two goals. So, yeah, between these two goals, next goal uh, arrives at 27th minute. And it's an equalizer by Valencia. And, well, <laughs> um, it starts, well, it starts by, um, well, they had the possession uh and they, they were in their um in defense and we were trying to press on them we uh we went to their side i think we were going to their right backs to the right back and um trying to do something there like uh get the ball uh, off of them from there however they pass it back they uh, give it to the goalkeeper and she stops like the goalkeeper stops there and thinks where to go and releases it through the middle uh sends it like right to the halfway line um and it's to Ainoa their number 30 um so she gets the ball right at the center she sends it to the right wing and the right wing makes like a full pass inside the, of our box to Anita Marcos uh and then she meets Rocio there she um tries to shoot once like try to get the ball uh through to someone who was at the like in front of the goal uh like twice and Rocio was there so once she failed second time the ball bounces off of Rocio and lands uh at the feet of well um Caro who takes the shot and well scores for 1-1 one, one. and yeah one one more thing that i noticed in all of this was while the goalkeeper like well the well that pass from the goalkeeper was arriving to ainoa kathleen was out of the out of her position there so she was a bit further um out she was uh trying to go up to the front a bit and as soon as she saw that the ball was um, you know, going to our side, she oh, quickly said, oh, I have to uh, return quickly. And yeah, there was a bit of panic there. Um, Rocio had to go uh, to Anita Marcos and try to stop her. And it's not really Rocio's fault. It bounced off from her and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> kind of... It was kind of looking like deja vu because Anita Marcos was involved there heavily. And again, I mentioned Anita Marcos in Sporting Huelva. Like, uh, she scored a hat-trick like, after we scored one goal. So it ended 1-3 against Sporting Huelva last season. And now it was looking, oh, uh, Anita Marcos, you know, was heavily involved in this goal. And... They might, they might give us some problems. 
Uh, however, these um, hopes and dreams of Valencia turning it around, um, well, they were crushed pretty soon. And it, in the next five minutes, actually, in the next five minutes, and there wasn't much happening. I didn't note anything from the like in between these two goals, and I don't remember anything happening either. Um, nothing specific, nothing um, worth mentioning at all. So, yeah, in this thirty-second uh, uh, minutes, another goal arrives, and well, it's weird again. <laughs> it's weird again, perfectly timed and everything. But uh, it arrives from a cross by Kenty. Her cross gets well. Well, we tries to get blocked, uh, but that's kind of a block. Well, it was a push to Weir's feet, and she pushes in, inside. Uh, sees the goalkeeper went to the one side, and she, um, you know. She shoots to the to the other corner of the goal, and you know that's one two. Uh, nothing comes from their apparent uh, intended comeback, um, and yeah, it's one two. And I was I was more relaxed. You know, I was not stressed anymore. I know Anita Marcos wasn't inside my head anymore. Okay, it's one two. Uh, this is pretty much uh, looking like okay, we're we're cooking now. It's all good. We're all good. We're we're gonna be fine. And yeah, I'm gonna stop here. And yeah, I'll just uh, let you um, fill in the details if you have any and see your thoughts and see what you think of um, well everything. <laughs> yeah. So after we score our first goal, uh, Valencia did not take that long to equalize and the goal essentially like starts from the back and it involves the goalkeeper and that is why i noted it beforehand how they were trying to build up and how they were trying to bypass our lines they were consistently trying to get their goalkeeper involved to create that numerical advantage in the first line and that is how they managed to breach our first line of pressure and as soon as they reached the uh, final third, the, the finish was difficult. It, it wasn't an easy finish. The ball, when played from the right, she got the first touch and then finished it on the turn with a player on her back. That's a difficult finish and put it just in, just in the right corner, just away from Misa so she could not reach it. Very difficult finish and very well executed. So hats off to... Uh, Caro for that uh, very well uh, very well taken goal there no complaints really because uh, as soon as the goalkeeper managed to play a vertical pass they were quick to make a little exchange and then spread the ball out wide uh, again so that was that was a really nice move from them but then again that equalizer did not last long as as Kanita has already described the goal. It came from a Kenti cross that wasn't that was spilled in the box basically, and uh, that that wasn't like properly cleared. And Weir doesn't miss those. Weir doesn't make mistakes on those. She pounced it, arrived late in the box, just like the first goal, and just put it away. The thing that I would like to note on this second goal is again Toletti's involvement because uh, 
the reason Kenty was able to push that high up, the reason like this white triangle of Kenty, Athenea and Toletti was really, really uh, threatening throughout the game. Toletti, this, this whole move actually begins from way back and the reason Kenty is able to push that high up the pitch is because Toletti has slotted in uh, at at right back there for situationally allowing Kenty to push up during uh, those build up phases from the back and then she plays a long ball and everything happens as as described but yeah like Toletti once again involved this time didn't register an assist and that is the thing like given the way she operates it's not always possible that she will be getting those end product numbers getting on those uh, direct goal contributions in terms of goals and assists but she will be making these passes a pass just before the assist maybe a pa two passes before the assist and that is how that is how she impacts the game in terms of goal contributions to say uh, in hockey there's this term called hockey assist where it's like the second a pass before the key pass and the uh, one before it as well so she picks up a lot of ho hockey assists she enables a lot of progressions she enables a lot of final third entries and that is the value of her the way she is able to dynamically position herself enable those uh, wide combination play just the way she she operates on the ball and against the ball offers a lot of stability to the side and that has been one of the major storylines in the in the last few games for me because i've been i've gone on a rant about toletti and how important she is and what she brings to the team in the last two games and i won't do that here but i think it's it's really important and there's a reason why i was vocal about toletti where and teresa being our best midfield trio because on paper these three players offer just the perfect amount of incisiveness in passing just the perfect amount of defensive coverage and just the perfect amount of progression so season is still plenty of season to still play for plenty of games still to go maybe we will transition uh, transition to this and maybe we will see it actually work on the pitch instead of just uh, being a thought on the paper but yeah that's for another day but Toletti has been spectacular in in the last three games she has really made her mark now and this is the Toletti from Levante that could influence game in her own defensive third and the opposition uh, defensive third with equal brilliance so yeah really happy for her moving forwards from that point on once again like between the goals there wasn't essentially as much uh, noteworthy stuff happening so after the goal in the 32nd minute we see another sort of similar move building out from the right hand side that ends up with Athenea taking the shot but after that in the 43rd minute we score our third goal and this time this this goal results is a result of 
the way we press so while valencia were able to use the goalkeeper and try to create uh, the numerical advantage as i mentioned and try to play through that first line of pressure this time around it didn't work because as soon as they went to the center back esther was relentlessly pressing she was she was just tireless she won the ball back she played weir through uh, she played it to weir across in the box weir was under pressure but she saw zornosa being available there and instead of going for her hat trick in the in the first half itself she squares it to zornosa she makes no mistake it's real madrid 3 valencia 1 and at that point it pretty much feels like okay it's very difficult for valencia to now come back from this and we probably have settled the score and we'll get on we'll get on speaking about weir in 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 detail but she was involved in all three goals that we scored in the first half and it's just spectacular the way she has come in and slotted and managed to change games on a consistent week to week basis she's performing in a completely different stratosphere at at the moment and it's it's just unreal to what we are we are watching greatness unfold before our eyes in every single game the, that she plays so yeah no nothing much to add any thoughts that you have on the on the third goal or do you want to move forward in into the second half because i don't think there's much that happened uh, in the first half beyond this and the game itself was pretty straightforward in my opinion but any thoughts that you have to add on the third goal now is the time well not no not really um uh, just one detail i mean we you can't really be up against a star that close to your box um because she was up uh like star was up against pujadas there and she was trying to turn around and do something try to find an exit but uh, star was really on to her so <laughs> ultimately star got the ball and uh gave it to weir and yeah weir to sonosa and everything uh her shot goal and Uh, I mean you 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 can't do that with a star. <laughs> uh it's just great recovery though. Um just wanted to say that. And yeah, I wanted to add one more thing not about the goal, but it will be important um in, well, the second half. Uh this uh, this chance you mentioned about the Tenea. Uh well, The, the thing is i didn't really notice at any match in this game uh you know there was this uh, involvement in the first goal and yeah i mean she tried to get she was pretty much shut down whenever she would get the ball or she was slowed down uh how i mentioned before um and this is really the well aside from that involvement in the first goal um this is like the only notable thing she did like uh she received the ball but she was uh thinking it uh through too much and she was just um dribbling it through her thoughts let's say that and um yeah she decided to take a shot in the end and uh to the nearest post and it was 
well, a decent shot because the goalkeeper was having a bit of trouble to <laughs> take that ball. She had to jump and um, catch it like a, you know, like a Superman. Hmm? <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to add this because Atenea was subbed out at halftime. And I didn't really see how it's necessary to sub out Atenea or anything. It's just that uh, she didn't have a shiny uh, first half as, you know, you would expect from her. But yeah, just wanted to add this. And yeah, we can move on from here. All right. So that pretty much covers it for the first half. And as uh, Kanita already touched upon, Athenea was subbed off in uh, at the start of the second half with Tere coming in. And this resulted in a very interesting change with Tere and Toletti forming uh, the double favorite that, uh, that I've mentioned before is, is a sort of a very good combination of skill set and abilities that you would want in a double pivot of yours. You would want that sort of defensive solidity. You would want that sort of dynamism in staggering during the build-up phases where both the players are in different uh, horizontal lines and everything to offer progression. Both players have good passing range. Both players good under pressure and tenacious off of it. So, very good mix. But this pushed uh, Zornosa on, on the left flank and I think we need to talk about Zornosa's game as well because she had a pretty good game. She was in heavily involved. She was, while playing out wide, she was uh, dynamic enough to like come inside at times to allow for Olga's overlap or go on the wide areas when Olga carried the ball inside. So she understood the role really well. And obviously she has a great whip on her crosses, great whip on her uh, deliveries. So we saw that as well there was no uh, decline in those but yeah let's get into the uh, into the second half and the second half begins with us carrying forward the momentum that we had uh, towards the end of the first half and we are almost like gets her hat trick inside the opening 2 minutes of the of the game so uh, it's it's uh, it's Zornosa who plays her through and she gets a shot off but it takes a deflection and it goes wide very close and you could see on her face that she she really wanted to get that hat trick uh, given given that she hasn't had a hat trick ever since her under 19 days with Scotland that was the last time Caroline Weir uh, actually scored a hat-trick and that too was in the qualification rounds of the European Championships. So, it's been a long time uh, coming for her. While she has always been this sort of end-product heavy midfielder who can contribute goals on a consistent basis, this season statistically is her best so far and we are so lucky to have her in the team but yeah she doesn't get her hat-trick uh, in the opening like two three minutes of the game but she does get it she eventually does get it <laughs> and we'll get to that we'll get to the goal but before we uh, do that 
in the 51st minute somebody else opens her account for the season in uh, for the league season and it's it's kenty and once again a move starting on the right once again we have kenty involved and this time it begins from from a uh, from a corner to the opposition so misa corrects the ball and that is how the move actually uh, starts it's from a restart basically misa puts the ball forward and then the entire thing starts to pan out with feller receiving uh, feller making a good run in behind taking on her player and then playing a very uh, square sort of cutback she pulls the ball back and kenty takes the shot the goalkeeper doesn't collect it properly is spilled back and it falls to kenty again you miss one time you don't miss the second and kenty puts it away makes no mistake real madrid 4 and valencia 1 and at this stage it's just 51 minutes valencia have a three goal deficit to compensate for and you expect that the opposition might be de- deflated at this point they might not be able to uh, cope with it and now real madrid can actually like steamroll them but that does not happen with valencia till the 90th minute they continue to push and for good reasons because they have the tools they have the tools to hurt us on the transition they have the tools to hurt us by creating these isolated 1v1 situations in the wide areas didn't result in much but you have to admit that they didn't back down even after going 3 4 5 6 goals down and that was really nice to see because towards the end of the uh, end of the game the game got a lot transitional like the, it it became it became an end to end contest a blow a blow exchange for a blow and it, it was due to the subs that we made and everything and we'll get into that but before i hand it over to you let me just quickly go through another goal of ours in the 59th minute and the reason i want to stop at that point is because it would give us a 15 minute sample a of second half and b from that point on the subs start to roll in and that is where we sort of lose a little control of the game because so far after that one sub at half time we as we were still cruising tere and toletti were operating really well in in the double pivot zornosa looked at home playing that left wing spot and weir was just everywhere on the field and just stitching up play and making things happen so in the 59th minute esther finally gets a goal oh, it, it wouldn't be a game without esther uh, getting a goal this is her eighth goal in in the last six games i think and now she's firmly into the pichichi race uh, for the season which is really nice you always want a player your your starting striker to have those sort of numbers to put those sort of numbers and esther not just with the goals 
but the fact that how she's able to engage the backline drop off from it and disrupt the complete organization just by virtue of a couple of movements and a single touch on the ball it's really valuable to us and her her value goes beyond that because she is an integral part of the way we press she understands it really well and she is relentless in doing so she caused that zornosa goal in the first half by causing the turnover with her pressure and here in the 59th minute she manages to get her goal it it begins with valencia taking uh, the goal kick we managed to win the first ball the first contact there with tere uh, and then the ball falls for tere tere plays a really good through ball for ester ester makes no mistake it's real madrid 5 and valencia 1 the thing was now we had enough sort of steel in midfield where we can win these first contacts on aerial uh, aerial duels while also being adept at winning the second balls and challenging for the ball when we do not have it so this combination of tere and toletti helps us cover a lot of ground and helps us do a lot of things against the ball provides a very solid foundation so that we don't have to worry about uh being leaky through the middle so yeah ester gets her goal and that was her like final action uh, final involvement in the game because in the 60th minute we make a double change with naikari and freya coming on to replace uh, ester and toletti again ester and toletti both had a really really good game and the incoming of uh, freya does signal towards real madrid trying to manage the game now trying to see this one out largely and just control the proceedings by keeping the ball circulating the ball and stuff like that so yeah I'll hand it over to you now and I'll take your thoughts on what did you make of the start of the second half did you feel like we carried the momentum did you notice anything uh, that Valencia changed because they did make uh, a change as well in uh, at half time but I feel like a lot of what they did in the second half was the same uh, you can add your thoughts to it what did you think of our fourth goal for from kenty and what did you make of the fifth goal and the sub in general so just t- tell us your thoughts about what what you made of the opening 15 minutes of the of the second half well to be honest i don't really have any notes on any uh tactical changes from either side <laughs> uh just beginning of the second half seemed pretty normal to me and um we even got like i don't know why to have something that we give away in the first 5 minutes whether it's a dumb corner or a free kick or something so we did i mean we did do it in the 50th minute it was um Toletti gave away a, a free kick not nothing special i mean it was not from a dangerous uh, position or anything um I think that was their only freaky can way. They they didn't they weren't good at it. And yeah, so that that free kick was actually a blessing for us. 
because uh, as they launch that free kick, it lands at Misa's hands, and that's how the fourth goal starts, because you um, described it starting from Misa, and that's where it starts. So the, you know, <laughs> Toletti free kick was a... Uh, Toletti giving away free kick was a blessing in disguise, I guess. And, yeah, so uh, b- before I mentioned... Um, I mentioned something that I wanted to uh, state in the fourth goal, which is this one, and it's about Kenti. Uh, she does finish this action. She does score this, but um, yeah, I mean, Miss. Okay, so Misa first sends it to the left side to Sorosa and Olga to play around, and then, uh, well, they pass it to Weir in the center, and um. Weir, Weir gets kind of surrounded and she passes it back to Kenti. Kenti doesn't move forward. Kenti moves back, actually. Moves back to her position because Olga is still up on the other side. And pa- then, I don't know, Fela is there on the side as well. Uh, like right at the sidelines because Fela's role was really wide in this game, like the entire game. She was uh, strictly a winger. So, yeah, Fela was there on the sideline and Kenti gave it to her, then she gave it to Weir. And then Weir, well, Weir took some time uh, to escape with the ball from like two or three players around her she made like a couple of turns around and of course we are being weird she did it very smoothly and escaped it and uh played it through and that that's actually when kenti starts moving forward and why i wanted to note it in the one of the earlier goals is well I, I said that Kenti didn't go up immediately, uh, but she was also looking at the other side if Olga would pull back and then see that uh, Weir was kind of buying uh, both Fela and Kenti like, the time to see that the, this ball would go forward through the right side. And she does it. She Kenti sees it. She's um, experienced enough. She knows very well that uh, Weir will know that that we will go to the right side and she does it she passes it back to Kenti then Fela and then well we will describe the rest of the action actually uh, Fela then pass it back to Kenti then she took two shots and yeah go yay um so yeah I just that's a little detail um Kenti Kenti was very aware in this game uh like before, well, before like these this week, uh, because this week we saw Kenti and Olga starting um, both times, like twice in a row. And before before this week, I'd say, oh, uh, Kenti and Olga in the lineup together is kind of risky because they both like to attack, they kind you know, um, back and forth and everything. So they would kind of leave our defense exposed, but. I see. I saw this very good dynamic between them, seeing uh, seeing the other one pulling back again, and then seeing that uh, the other can go up again. They're just taking turns, which was pretty cool to see. It was um, 
it was more apparent in this game for me than it was against Sociedad, but they did it as well against Sociedad. So, yeah, I just wanted to know this. And, yeah, the second goal, there wasn't much to note between those two. I mean, 57th goal, uh, 57th minute, uh, just one fun detail. Uh, Sonosa did a nutmeg. <laughs> so you're welcome, 57th minute. Um, and then at the same minute, like a few seconds later, I don't know, Weir uh, makes a curve, pa uh, curve pass uh, in front to um, Esther, tries to get it to Esther. Esther almost gets it, uh, but it was just a bit too fast for her, so the goalkeeper uh, gets it earlier. Uh, but good pass just took a little bit, just a little bit for Esther to get it, but she does get she does get her goal two minutes later, like you said. And what I loved about it, like like that Tere pass is, well, unsurprisingly magnificent. Because as she's making that pass, that ball is flying through there. There's a Valencia player just making a sliding tackle, trying to push it away. Uh, like push it away from its trajectory it was a very straight trajectory uh, it was a perfect like perfect speed she doesn't get it the slide, the that sliding tackle did nothing yeah, but um, I feel bad for that player actually I didn't catch who it was but I feel really bad for her uh, not like I care because you know it's not my team but still um must have must have felt re really bad about it, but yeah, <laughs> what can we do? So brilliant pass from Tere and Esther. Um, Esther has to make run, wins this uh, one one on one versus the goalkeeper, and finishes off uh, finishes it off in Esther way. And you know it had to ha it had to have happened. She had a pretty decent game. She had a. A different role as well did very well in all of her roles in the game and that uh, Sonosa goal as you mentioned very important in that one um, you know we don't really count pre-assists but this one was pretty important <laughs> so yeah um, and yeah I mean two two players that had a very good game are, are getting rest at 60th minute and yeah, this is where we stop because it's again, again, once more, the plan was to finish off the game. But I'll just make this little introduction that the team didn't, um, well, they didn't act the same as after this exact same, like, double sub, like Freya and Aikari it was the exact same double sub and. Uh, against Sociedad as well, but like seven minutes uh, later in the game, and the team against Sociedad didn't really seem keen to uh, keep moving forward or anything. Uh, but in this game, it was a bit different. They did keep pushing, and I respect that. I respect that. I mean, it was one five. Um, th those two subs were sent. Oh, let's finish the game. Let's try and just control it. Um, see it through. But yeah, let's just go straight to the last 30 minutes and we have one more goal to go through and yeah, let's go. Alright, so 
that sub definitely was like aimed towards us trying to see out the game and trying to add the sort of defensive solidity which always somehow coincides with us adding uh us adding freya into the mix adding a sort of physical presence into the mix i think that is how uh toril understands protecting uh the lead it's by defending in numbers having a sort of physical presence in the in the midfield to try to uh block everything i don't know but the best form of defense is to keep the ball in my opinion and yeah i mean you can't change what your manager thinks but there's uh there there's obviously space for this discourse to be had and how we can better manage games and uh, and everything because i think in the last 30 minutes our passing accuracy did go down and that is one of the reasons why at the start of the pod i mentioned that towards the end of the game it became a lot more transitional it became a bit chaotic it was a blow for a blow uh, for from both the teams we exchange uh, we exchange attacks uh, consistently it became a very end to end affair and it, that's not always good so yeah anyway that is how toril sees his game management that is how he sees uh defending the lead but yeah there there's obviously space for uh, discourse to be had around this so in the in the 65th minute there's this one chance from zornosa that from around the edge of the box good shot and we know zornosa has that long range ability in her her shot is saved by the goalkeeper nothing comes off the corner uh, this time but the big the actual big thing happens in the 72nd minute the most awaited thing <laughs> ever since uh, caroline weir got her second goal it arrives finally in the 72nd minute when uh, we win the header from the goal kick the header goes directly towards naikari who has slightly drifted towards the right hand side naikari carries the ball plays a square pass across the goal caroline where once again in the right place at the right time and this is what caroline where does right she when playing behind the striker whenever the striker has uh, moved out wide to like support play to receive the ball she is the one central presence always there so we always have one of the players occupying the center backs and attacking through the middle and that is really valuable and that results in situations like these because when your striker has gone out wide they do have somebody to play the ball across uh, into the middle of the pitch into the center of the pitch and where was there another ball across from naikari and this time weir puts it away it's hattrick for caroline weir and it's something about valencia real madrid and hattricks because kosovare aslani scored her hattrick against valencia as well and caroline weir gets her first senior career hattrick against valencia and I'm so happy that she got her first senior career hat-trick uh playing for Real Madrid because we have known that she has been vocal about 
wanting to play for Real Madrid, being a big Zidane supporter, and the way she has come in, the way she has performed this season right from the start, right from the first game itself, helping us uh, qualify for the UEFA uh, Champions League, performing in big games, being the difference maker on the pitch with the ball at her feet, and just producing pure moments of genius on the pitch with her first touch with the way she turns away from the pressure with the way she uses her body to like shield the ball and that is my favorite part like the biomechanics that we discussed in the previous pod that that's my favorite part because the way she is able to receive and turn and shield the ball at the same time because she does it so well she's able to release pressure so well it's just it's just watching a very good magician performing her best trick on the pitch like it's it's just poetry like you cannot describe it you just have to watch every single game i think that she has played you can cut out the actions that she performed uh, in that game and it would look like a an awesome highlight highlight reel for like for a minute or two straight like every single touch that she takes is is deft her off ball movements to like show up for the ball in the right areas to receive the ball and just play that brilliant incisive pass or her first touch to just bring the ball down under control or beat a player just by using her first touch just phenomenal i mean there there are no words I think in every pod we have to like create a sec uh, create a separate section for discussing just ridiculous things that we are did in this game, and I, I I kid you not there will be a, that section will never be empty. We will always have something to talk about in that section. So yeah, hats off, man! What a player! Like I knew she was good, having watched her at Man City pretty much every single week. but this is just another level like she's performing at her absolute peak here in terms of the raw number of her output in terms of her impact directly on the team like i i mentioned and this was before she like got her hat trick this was at half time when she was involved in all three goals she had been involved in almost approximately 36% of real madrid's total goals this season and that is like we have a player responsible for individually responsible for one third of 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 the team's goal so we know so you can gauge how important she has been for the team and she has hit double digits i think in in goals this season in the league and is just two assists away from hitting double figures in in assist as well in the league so yeah she'll get those two assists she will definitely hit the double double mark and yeah just what a player man what 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 an absolute magician of a player so blessed to have her in the team and i hope uh, we are able to win something with her because this team deserved it aslani deserved it we could not win it with her but i hope we are gets a silverware to her name in in the real madrid shirt that she always dreamt of wearing so yeah anything else that you have to add on this uh you can uh, and you can possibly 
take us through to the end of the game as well because there w- weren't many significant events again happening there wasn't a lot of tactical changes that happened as well i just have a couple of points on valencia that i'll add towards the end it's more player specific the performances that i liked but yeah kanita you can take us through the sixth goal speak your thoughts on on caroline weir and then lead us to the end of the end of the game uh well okay so uh this is the point where we go absolutely berserk over weir <laughs> and yes uh i i agree uh you know yash already talked a lot about weir and i i don't have anything smarter to add about it um brilliant <laughs> i mean yeah the valencia games are um Valencia games are always iconic, and I just so 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 fun. I mean, from uh, Aslani getting that fast hat trick, which was, by the way, the third fastest hat trick in the history of football in both divisions, um, and now we are getting her first senior hat trick, which was actually a fun fact for me because I didn't know this before you told me. So thanks. <laughs> um, pretty cool pretty cool and it's uh both both Patrick's are um very iconic and very important and they're both in uh Real Madrid and the players who were uh who have been lifelong Madridistas and I really hope Weir gets to play uh much longer for us because you know uh well the ending of how Aslani ended um this role is well another thing but yeah we want to depress ourselves about it so yeah i really hope that we're stays with us uh for some time and really as you said win uh win the first silverware with us and hopefully not just one <laughs> it's just she's she's the type of player that you can see oh she's the one who will get us to this beginning of the greatness of this team and um, there's been a huge change like this season just immense change like from the numbers like this the numbers are completely nuts I mean, the difference from the last season and this season just way higher like from everyone just the effectiveness from the whole team and the, the main factor in all of this is Weir and uh, <laughs> I also kind of feel bad for her she plays most of the minutes um uh, hope that doesn't take a toll on her or anything uh but yeah really grateful for her and just her presence is really important for the whole team the effectiveness of the whole team and it shows in the numbers of everyone else and in hers as well because uh her tally i think it already might be higher than she had in manchester city in her like what four years she was there uh and crazy (laughs) it's crazy and i hope that she's happy with us and that we're happy with her obviously um so yeah these are my thoughts about weird (laughs) um okay let's so let's go um continue on to the game um 
so yeah, the the subs from the subs, we, we did say that this was a plan to just see the game through. And, well, uh, between the subs, uh, the the double sub of Freya and Aikari, uh, we did have actually three, let, let's say three chances. Because you did mention one in 65th minute, which was a Sonosa shot that, that got saved. Then in 70th minute, well, let's call it a chance. Not really, but I mean, Freya took her. She kind of tried her, tried her luck from the long range, and it ended way over. So that's why I'm not really calling her, calling it a chance. It's just at this point, I think the well instructions, um, not really instructions, but yeah, just the message was yeah, uh, do your thing, have some fun because it was already one five up. So. Um, so yeah, Freya did that as well. So we had fun, and the minute a minute later, seventy first minute, uh, Sonosa had another shot, um, and it went just over. It was like a curve ball, like a curve chips kind of sort of a shot. It was uh, was pretty precise. It went just over the bar, um, but yeah, didn't end up. But uh, like. That that exact that exact chance actually got the a goal kick. Um, that's one. <laughs> um, that one was the goal kick for Valencia, which ended as our sixth goal. And yeah, again, it's pretty f funny how it turned um like panned out because from that goal kick, it was uh, just uh, the goalkeeper kicking kicking it out. And Tere, Tere does a header. Uh, so yeah, that's not something that you hear every day. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she has a very good head, like very strong and very precise one, because from her head she directs it to the front directly to Naikari, like a kind of a aerial through pass to Naikari, like and. Everyone on our side is ready to go up. Like there was Naikari and uh, we are in the same line, and just just a bit behind them was Sonosa. So all three of them were ready to uh, immediately go up. But you know Valencia were just standing there, and Tere sends that ball, and Valencia players got kind of shook. <laughs> you know uh, they. Uh, they went immediately up, and but they, they just had to realize what happened. So um, the ball gets to Naikari. She makes one touch and then runs it, like runs through like a quarter of the pitch. And while one defender is focused on her, and the goalkeeper is looking at her, while she has to keep an eye on Weir, who is right in front of the goal. Um, Naikari makes this side pass and got touched by the um, defender who was trying to mark Weir and as soon as the ball got to Weir uh, it's game over because uh, open goal the definite uh, goal and actually in the replay you can see the three players that were warming up um, at the corner you can see them celebrating just before Weir would shoot so yeah, some um, Kenty kinda you know 
things they were doing, but you know, Kenti is um, famous for celebrating early, but this was not Kenti at this point. <laughs> so yeah, um, never, and I did say that the team did keep pushing, like they kept playing, they tried to keep playing, even though the uh, dynamics would be different due to uh, who was playing then, you know, because obviously we got Freya in and uh, with Freya we don't really have this, you know, creative kind of play to try to um, create chances from her because she, she just doesn't do that, you know, she, that's not her role and that's, that's what those were the instructions and that's why we kind of also struggled there when we were in our half as well the uh, players had our own players had surround Freya as well to make it a bit easier on her because uh, Valencia did keep pushing and pressing and yeah definitely respect to them for uh, just keep keeping keeping up just trying to do more even though it, they were five goals down <laughs> they already conceded six and yeah uh but it looked like the whole the team wanted weir to get that hat trick as well because i i don't think that Nekari ever intended to shoot that uh it just it just looked really obvious that she wanted to make that side pass to weir just uh ran just enough to make that and yeah and everyone is happy because we got her goal. We are happy, you know. Just, yay. Uh, we are happy as well, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, from this point on, um, we have another sub in 76 minutes. It's four minutes after the goal. Uh, we get Mila and Sveve, so our Danish duo, <laughs> um, in instead of Fela and Olga. And yes, this is where... Even more things change because, well, firstly, uh, you know, the roles remain the same but with different players because, well, like what I, like what I said about Fala being the wide player in this game, just uh, being strictly on the wing. Well, Mila was put there as well, and we'll we've already discussed this. We already said this multiple times. Mila is not a winger, she is a striker, and blah, 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 yeah, she did struggle there, uh, she was, uh, like, Valencia was pushing on to her, she was trying to escape from the sidelines a lot and had a lot of um, problems there, uh, the team did uh, realize at some point that she needs help there because she was right on the line and struggling a few times and yeah it got better after the time and um she actually made some uh, i actually remember a nice tackle from her <laughs> uh stopping uh stopping, uh, stopping an attack from valencia actually it's an 85th minute so yeah that's one fun detail from mila and another one weird fun details also one kind of Tere doing her magic with trying to, con like, well, not just trying, managing to control the ball very well by sending it up then uh, over the player who was marking her and everything. Uh, around exactly uh, 80 minutes, 80 zero, 0 So, yeah, you can see it as well. 
And another one of the details is uh, Naikari's like side heel pass to Sonosa at AT one thirty. <laughs> so and Sonosa doing like this uh, turn and escaping with the ball, uh, all in this one action. So yeah, uh, a couple of interesting whooshy whooshy moments as I call them. You know, just whoosh. But yeah, no more chances from us. Uh, nothing notable. Uh, and yeah, just to see the game through. Something else did happen, but it was in 19th minute. And Valencia scored another goal. It was it was an offside goal. Uh, well, ruled ruled offside, but it it wasn't because, um, well, Asun got the shot and she shot at uh, Misa. She uh, Misa saved it. She didn't get to um catch it, so the ball uh, slipped her uh, slipped from her hands and it. Pauletta was right there, like she was running there and got the ball inside. It was ruled offside that uh, Pauletta was actually in uh, that legal position. However, she was not, not even close, like not, not even close. Um, Rocio was uh, back for like, I don't know, two or three meters um, behind uh, Pauletta. Uh, so yeah, I mean, wouldn't really change anything. It was already six one. It would be six two. It would just uh, ruin our, you know, um, goal difference, I guess. But, ugh. but yeah, it's not offside. It's um, what's fair is fair. The the refereeing was pretty bad, and yeah, nothing weird, honestly. But that was. So apparent it wasn't offside. But yeah, that's the last thing that happens. And uh, yeah. So Yash said something that he has some notes in Valencia and he can know uh he can comment on this goal as well if he has anything. And yeah, that's it for me. And yeah, what a fun game, honestly. One six Weir um Patrick and one assist as well from Weir just Pat padding in the league, just what we wanted. Very good. Right. Yeah, so I don't think I want to comment on the incompetent refereeing in, in the league. It was twice that they came out with the wrong offside decision, even though it was against us, like it was uh, against the opposition. It didn't directly affect us, but still, like if you if you are striving for better standards you want there to be consistency and you want there to be uh you want your referees to be better so yeah i mean it's it's uh it's it's an ongoing debate all the time and i don't know when these things will be fixed because these are like basic things and these have been going on for a very long time today it today it wouldn't have mattered probably with with the scoreline being what it was but maybe on on another day those offside calls could be the difference maker so yeah there need to be changes there need to be better conditions and there need to be better referees at the end of the day so not much on that i just wanted to uh note a couple of a couple not a particular player that i really liked in in this game 
and it was uh, Sara Tamarit uh, at right back. It was a pretty solid performance from her. I felt like she, in possession, she was able to display her technical qualities. She's just 17 year old, so another like really young player uh, in that Valencia squad. And that is the thing, like they have such a good, exciting and really, really, really nice players in, in the in the squad like that is why you cannot expect them to be consistently getting those results but it's so good to watch them uh, play it it's so good to have these players figure out different in-game situations and watch them develop it, it's really nice so Sarat Amari uh, played right back really good on the ball very solid technically like some of her turns even like completely disbalanced Kenti and uh, and others difficult to stop as well going forwards so pretty good performance from her uh, passing over short and medium ranges was crisp really good player again and one player that really always stands out when watching Valencia or watching like Spain's youth teams is Piyama she's a very dynamic player in midfield like she will help out defensively she will then instantly go up the pitch and be involved in the attacking end of things so and she did really cause us problems in those opening minutes and like throughout the game she was everywhere on the pitch she was picking up the loose ball she was distributing it out wide and her distribution is really good as well she's tenacious without the ball like she will go into the duels uh and she doesn't shy away from like physical duels despite being young as well so yeah physically also she's she's pretty uh solid she's rugged she likes to get into those challenges and yeah isn't afraid to uh, of a physical tussle with the opposition so really good performances from both those players so if you're following them you can probably pay attention to these names as these can be the names that you hear in in the future a lot of times so yeah Apart from that, nothing else to add about the game. Like I said, it was a pretty straightforward game. Not much uh, nuanced tactical stuff happened. The only thing that happened, we covered it uh, in pretty much a lot of detail and how it helped Valencia play through us. But yeah, apart from that, nothing to add from my end. Uh, if you have anything else to add, Kanita, now is the time or we can wrap this up. Well, no, I said it pretty much everything, so we can wrap it up. Alright, so that concludes our pod for Real Madrid's game against Valencia. As as we mentioned, a pretty feel-good game, good result, and not just good result, but some special moments with a very special player that we have in the squad. A hat-trick that will forever be remembered and Valencia who will forever be remembered for giving us two very memorable hat-tricks. Uh, sorry to any Valencia fans listening to this. No hard feelings, but yeah, these games will always be special for us. We have two more games to go before uh, the international break kicks in. And given that this is a World Cup year, we expect a lot of uh, the players that are going on international duty to be involved and to get those significant minutes so it, it's the football is not going to stop we have two league games before that we have Granadilla Tenerife on 9th of Feb and then we have Sporting Huelva 
on 12th as always we will be back with you guys to break down the game to give you the tactical insights to give you any any other interesting points any other interesting terminologies like uh, the tip of the pencil formation and everything so yeah we'll be back again and until that ala madrid ala madrid